I thought dentists were inferior animals before I learned about doctors. Now I know we are all different species of bought and paid for industry shills. For the dentists, exhibit A is dental products, B is fluoridation, C is mercury amalgams, and there's more. We must never trust toothpaste and other oral care products. We thoughtlessly shovel these heavily marketed consumer items into our mouths. In an age when we worry about big agriculture putting genocidal messenger RNA bioweapons in our food, and I have a couple links for that, concerning ourselves with toothpaste, mouthwash, and dentists might seem trivial. We could be in a scene like the escape from the gulag in the movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Max asks the train conductor, what's the plan? He replies, there ain't no plan. The track ends in four miles. And I left a link for that. But even if the apocalypse is nigh, you should understand that holding chemicals in your mouth puts them into your bloodstream nearly as fast as giving them intravenously. Nitroglycerin, for example, relieves chest pain from heart disease immediately as it dissolves in the mouth. Even though Procter & Gamble claims their products are, quote, iconic brands you can trust. Scrubbing them into your gums pushes whatever they cooked up directly into your body. You cannot spit it out. Those who are awake have started viewing every corporate concoction as possibly harmful. We know the people selling them will say anything, have little regard for health, and prioritize profit. Likewise, the endorsement of toothpaste by the American Dental Association proves only one thing. The company's paid for it. Here is how to avoid a few traps. Even fluoride-free, quote, natural toothpaste mostly uses artificial sweeteners. So I trashed mine. Here is why to avoid them. Cyclamate, the prototype, was invented in 1937. In 1969, when the annual sales were a billion dollars, studies proved that it caused bladder cancer in rats. The U.S. banned it for foods and took it off the market entirely in 1970. Abbott Laboratories, the owner, petitioned to have it reinstated several times but failed. It is still approved in 130 foreign countries. Saccharin was likewise banned in 1981 because of similar issues. Six artificial sugars are now approved in the U.S. Xylitol is found in many toothpastes, including ones from the health food store. Like other chemical sweeteners, it causes blood sugar disturbances and may lead to diabetes. It also has been found to cause irritable bowel syndrome, diarrhea, kidney stones, and cancer. Higher doses can produce liver failure. The European Union bans this fake sugar from soft drinks, and a single piece of xylitol chewing gum, gum can kill small dogs. I should not need to review every sweetener to convince you that they deserve no place in your body. Most have been proven to have similar qualities as xylitol. These are everywhere in sodas, candies, sports drinks, and, quote, energy drinks. Most of us thoughtlessly pound this stuff down every day. I did until recently. By this point, most readers understand that the, quote, research paid for, published, and promoted by the food companies and the pharma, quote, research is identical. You cannot trust any of it. 
For example, the follow-up studies of saccharin that suggested it did not cause cancer are likely horse. Here is an example. Most studies of the five other approved artificial sweeteners have provided no evidence that they cause cancer or other adverse health effects in lab animals. In 2019, an advisory group of 29 scientists from 18 countries gave aspartamine a high priority for review by the International Agency for Research on Cancer Monographs program. Do you think real studies will ever be performed on these products by the corporations making the money? And do we need to waste time looking at the other ingredients of commercial oral hygiene products before deciding to keep them out of our bodies? Here's an article with seven non-toxic alternatives to commercial toothpaste. I use baking soda and activated charcoal. Neither is pleasant, but both are inexpensive. Another even cheaper possibility is, quote, coconut oil pulling. You can buy a lifetime supply of this for about $20. The instructions are to swish the oil around your mouth and through your teeth for 10 to 20 minutes daily. Reports are mixed about this, and it takes so much time that I have yet to get around to trying. And I have an image of a charcoal tooth uh, powder, and which uh, the charcoal fills your mouth with black, nasty stuff, but has no taste. What about deodorants? Almost all contain aluminum. The vaccine additive used since mercury was removed from most of them. We know it is dangerous to humans and should never be taken internally. You can find deodorants that contain none, such as this one that I have an image of. Baking soda is an alternative that works better and costs about two cents a day. Thanks to Arnie at Liar's World Substack for this. Use an equivalent volume to about three or four American quarters. Moisten it with water, rub it between your palms, and apply. Caveat, if you use too much or too often, it causes skin irritation. Some need it only every other day. Here's the best tip of my post. Use hydrogen peroxide in your water pick reservoir and your mouthwash. Dentists say this can make bad gums pink and healthy in a few weeks. This is more than a cosmetic issue, for the same nasty bacteria found in dental plaque and diseased gums have been proven to be in coronary artery blockages. And I have a podcast that explains. I have been doing this for six months and it works. Use 3% hydrogen peroxide, pour a bit into the water pick tank, then fill it with tap water. You do not need to measure the exact quantity because most people tolerate it at 50% strength. That's 1.5%. For a mouthwash, I use a teaspoon of the 50-50 mix. It foams in a satisfying fashion. Caveat, if your mouth is sensitive or easily irritated, try it at one quarter strength. I have an image of baking soda and some other oral healthcare products, which I threw away, and I kept the uh, Colgate mouthwash bottle after pouring the contents down the sink and put my half-strength hydrogen peroxide in there. I also have a magnesium roll-on deodorant image, and that's harmless. You can never get too much of that. I have another image of the little tiny toothpicks or toothbrushes that are used by my age group with gum recession. 
I've got two different toothpaste, both of which I threw away, and a large Advil bottle, which I put baking soda in. I have an image of my Sonicare toothbrush, and the bristles are a little black because I've been using the the uh, uh, toothpaste powder with the uh, charcoal. When I checked my Sonicare toothbrush using my Ghostbuster EMF meter, I was relieved to find nothing. In America, industry disposes of its industrial waste fluoride by putting it into 70% of our drinking water. The American Dental Association promotes this and in return is heavily subsidized by these companies. Fluoride is a well-known neurotoxin that has been conclusively proven to significantly lower children's IQs. Most of the world is banded. In Europe, for example, 97 to 98% of the countries choose not to fluoridate drinking water. The best way to understand these issues is by clicking my link to the Fluoride Action Network. They are pursuing fluoridators throughout the U.S. through the U.S. federal courts and had a recent victory when the judge released the summary of the expert science. If you live in the U.S., you must cleanse your water of fluoride using filters or reverse osmosis systems, such as Culligan's. And I have an image of the water fluoridation by country in the world from Wikipedia. Amalgam, quote, silver dental fillings. These are pre-Civil War technology that should be outlawed Half of U.S. dentists acknowledge this and never use it because of the well-known health hazards of their mercury, which has no safe dose. Amalgams are inexpensive and thus more profitable for dentists than newer technologies. So ignorant or unscrupulous dentists often use them on poor or Medicaid patients. Many dental schools and the American Dental Association have never recognized the dangers and continue to promote them against the established science. And then I have an image of a book called Toxic Teeth by Y.L. Wright and J.M. Schwartz, Schwartz, S-W-A-R-T-Z. And this is a quote from that. An amalgam, quote, silver filling is a mixture of several metals, one of which is mercury. Nickel, lead, aluminum, and cadmium are other problematic metals that are also used. These tend to leach out of the fillings and are absorbed into the tissues of the body. Quote, silver fillings are made up of 50% mercury, which is a particular problem causing with health and the biggest source of mercury exposure for people who have them. Mercury fillings represent the largest mercury exposure to people all over the world. Dr. Freeberg, the chief advisor of the World Health Organization, insists that there is no safe level of exposure to mercury. Mercury is one of the most toxic, naturally occurring substances in the world. Medical professionals realize this. In fact, if a mercury thermometer was still being used in a hospital and and it broke, the whole floor would be closed down and the hazmat team would come in to clean it up. The dental filling has about 50 times as much mercury as a thermometer. Mercury exposure is deadly, affecting the way you think and feel. If you have a mouth that contains one or more fillings that are made with mercury, either amalgam or silver fillings, you are constantly being exposed to toxicity. 
When you chew or brush your teeth, mercury is released from the fillings and goes into your body's tissues. This happens from the very first day the mercury filling is placed into your mouth by a dentist until it is removed. There is no safe way to place an amalgam filling. Mercury amalgam is the absolute worst material being used to fill cavities. Careful barrier techniques are crucial when removing mercury to protect the patient, doctor, and staff from mercury exposure during the procedure. Because the fillings do not last, they must be replaced repeatedly. But safety in removing mercury amalgams is usually not a priority in most dental offices. This causes toxic exposure not only to the patient, but also the dentist, dental personnel, and anyone in the office. The media is unaware of this problem. Mercury vapor is released from amalgams when you chew and crosses right through the blood-brain barrier. The more mercury you have in your mouth, the more mercury you have in your brain and kidneys. It may take some time for symptoms to present themselves as the mercury slowly builds up in the body. Early symptoms like fatigue, difficulty sleeping, anxiety, and depression may not be easily recognized as being associated with the amalgam fillings. Mercury from fillings can create many common symptoms including depression, anxiety, chronic fatigue, chronic headaches, digestive upsets, depression, and memory problems. Mercury toxicity in a pregnant woman and also in the father can cause problems in the unborn child. Mercury causes destruction of your cells and leaky membranes. Mercury vapor causes damage to both sciatic and optic nerves and nasal sinuses. Breathing in the mercury vapor takes the mercury straight into the brain, damaging the lungs. Amalgams are a huge source of environmental pollution. The dental industry dumps about 4.4 tons of mercury into the planet every year. Mercury doesn't just come from coal-fired energy plants. It comes from dentists who keep putting it into people's mouths. Imagine the huge amount of mercury that is released into the environment when someone who has the mercury fillings dies and is, is cremated. And that's from that book, Swartz, Toxic Teeth, How a Biological Holistic Dentist Can Help You Cure Cancer, Facial Pain, Autoimmune, Heart, and Other Disease Caused by Infected Gums, Root, and Jawbone Cavitations, and Toxic Metals. I have 17 amalgams in my mouth. Dr. Mercola had two dozen, and when he had them removed, he used a conventional dentist rather than a more modern one who could have used barrier methods to prevent mercury exposure. His kidneys were damaged during the procedure. I evaluated my wrists, and for a 69-year-old person with a zero mercury blood level, trying to get their amalgams replaced with the newer mercury-free materials was riskier than it was worth. These things are relatively stable. My decision might have been different if I were younger. Wish me luck. Mercola's dental podcasts are the best part of this post. Quote, the dangers of root canals in, uh, performed in 2022 is at my first link. Modern imaging has changed the ability to diagnose tooth abscesses and lasers improve treatment. Most primary care dentists are poorly trained in this area, and you may be better off going to an endodontist. Mercury Awareness Week 
is another podcast I have a link for. It's All in Your Mouth is another. And Mercury Free Dentistry Week is a fourth. More natural ideas from my friend, Polymath Paul. B1 or thiamine and catnip are natural mosquito repellents. New collaborative research from Northwestern University and Lund University proves that catnip is at least as effective as DEET. Prior study showed catnip to be 10 times more effective than DEET. Coconut oil works far better than DEET for both mosquitoes and ticks, according to a new Department of Agriculture study. Imagine if one combined crushed B1, coconut oil, and catnip into a natural mosquito repellent. The mosquitoes would probably leave town. Methylene blue and quinine would be Paul's go-to anti-malarial in the tropics. So here's my pitch. I'm getting some subscribers from your efforts to give away my ebooks. Keep up the good work. And I again noted that a link for Cassandra's memo ebook and Hormone Secrets and Butchered by Healthcare. <laughs>